0: And then the the hero of the new movie of the last few movies, Ray, also an Enneagram eight. So a lot of the characters, female characters of Star Wars, are Enneagram eight, the and com- I like that. The commander, yes, the powerful ones, absolutely, right, love it. And then also known as the boss, the boss. And then Kylo Ren, which Kylo is the the evil one in the last two or three movies. Guess what Enneagram type is? Did you ever think that you would actually be able to say wow, I'm in 2020? Unbelievable. Not not the TV show, by the way, (laughs) but the year 2020. Absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. It was future.
1: Back when we were kids, it's like way Jetsonville, you know?
0: I am a little melancholy, but not because I'm a four, (laughs) but because we were told we would have flying cars by now. Exactly. And we don't. That's right. And I'm upset
1: about that. George Jetson, Rosie the Robot. It was all supposed to be a part of our future in 2020. can you believe we're here Israel balderas we are here in 2020
0: Happy New Year by the way
1: yes thank you very much and happy New Year's to you Happy New Year to all our listeners
0: I don't uh, I don't want to tell our listeners what a what a wonderful time we had at your party but I'm gonna say uh, what a wonderful time we had at your party you had a New Year's day party yeah and you do this every year we do uh, we do food fun friends, family, yeah, it was a blast, so thank oh, you very much for inviting me and my family. Thank too. you so
1: much for coming, it was fun to have you guys, I think, what is this, maybe the fifth year you've been?
0: Is it um, fifth year? Wow, I already.
1: So. I remember when your little girl was in your arms, and <laughs> that was the first year you came.
0: And now she was playing around with kids That's and crying right. because they were taking her toys, which <laughs> I told her not to bring her toys to your party, but does she listen to me? No, she does oh, not. Oh, wow. Wow. All right, so this is now our fourth episode, no, third episode, I'm running here, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm running ahead, I'm already thinking about four or five uh, episodes, perhaps. this is our third episode, uh, we are taping uh, uh, January, what is it, January 3rd, Yeah. so, you know, a lot of things have happened since our last episode, not just a new year, but... Uh, you know, we're about to start a new semester here right. at, our, at our workplace, That's Palm right. Beach Atlantic University, in, in just a few days. But what has been going on with you? What is something that, what's the buzz for you and the Enneagram or your life? You know, oh my since we goodness! Haven't
1: talked wow, that's an open question, and I love to talk about it. There's so much going on Israel. Um, about a month, about a month ago, or a little while ago, I joined a forum on Facebook for fours, and it was—it's really been interesting. The four forum. Um, in fact, a little later on, we'll talk maybe about some of the questions that have emerged from that forum.
0: You've gotten questions.
1: I've got. Well, I've solicited questions, and there are questions. Um, I think anybody who's listening to us and to other podcasts has the questions, and that's why they're listening. I still have questions. I know you do too. Always. Um, yeah, but I. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, the idea of New Year's resolutions is an interesting one. Um, I don't know if you have any or if it, it, how it strikes you as a four, but I know for me, I I just don't have any. I don't. Really. I don't like New Year's resolutions. I have felt for a long, long time that if I have a resolution, it's going to break. I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to do something, and then I probably I I will try as hard as, hard as I can, but at some point I'm going to break it. So I try not to make resolutions. I wonder if that's a four thing. Are you that way or?
0: I like to uh, set resolutions, and actually, I there's a great article at relevantmagazine.com, and the article is about all the different types in the enneagram, and what are, where are your strengths, and what are your weaknesses, what you should do, and and not do, and for type force, which usually you know they're the individualists, they're the romantics. Uh, Relevant magazine says, should you set goals? based on your personality type and the uh, writer of this article said yes but you can easily abandon your original goals for new ones when you've lost momentum Hmm. you find it easy to dream them up but hard to execute them and that is right on the money because every year I have three goals Uh, I want to read more so I want like you know they come out with the here are the top 100 books you should read that Bill Gates reads yeah, yeah. or that Jeff Bezos reads. And I'm thinking I can do this. I can read. And I start and I start reading good books. Uh, and sometimes they deal with science or nonfiction or whatever, you know, astrophysics. And then I give up right around February. Um, <laughs> or obviously you and I were talking about this. We got to lose weight. Right. Yeah, I've, yeah. I I posted this video on Facebook of my daughter and, our, and, my, and I doing karaoke. Yeah. And in the video, because I have multiple cameras around the, the car, and you, there's this, this angle uh, where, where it shows uh, not just one or two, but multiple love handles. And it's not just around the waist, but I'm not going to say any more. And, and I saw that video, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, I got to lose weight. So read more, lose weight. And then, you know, for me, my marriage. My marriage is, you know, the listeners know that a couple of years ago my wife and I were separated. We came back together in 2019. That was great. 2020 is about continuing that.
1: Well, it's always about working on a marriage. A good marriage is this. A good marriage is something that two people work on all the time. And I I find that a lot of people as a relationship coach don't want to hear that you have to work on your marriage or work on your relationship because it's work. But you know what? Work is not a bad word. Uh, Work is not a dirty word. When you're working on something, you're advancing, you're progressing, you're making strides. And, you know, from my perspective, and I know yours too, I mean, a relationship is worth that. It's worth giving the attention and focus to it. But I'm going to tell you something. I saw that video that you're talking about with the love handles and I think it was adorable. Anybody who saw it, that little girl of yours singing karaoke and you two together, I can't imagine anybody noticing any any love handles. Well, yeah,
0: because again, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. It was adorable because my daughter was singing <laughs> one of her favorite songs which happens to be girls with a Z. Yeah. And so here's, you know, yeah. daddy, you know, the 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 daddy of a little girl yeah. that's singing about girls. Yeah. So yes, it is adorable. But let's be honest, no. you at least at least were honest and you said, yeah, you're right. You, there's a lot oh, of love handles
1: there. Well, I, I didn't say there's <laughs> a lot. Of, I know I need to take off 20 pounds too. But I want to talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions. Other people... Many people have them, or whether you call them resolutions or goals, as you're talking about, wouldn't it be fun to kind of look at what each type might resolve to do, or what might be healthy? And I was looking around the internet, and I was um, reading something from another relationship coach. Her name was Stephanie, too, Stephanie Ross, so I'm going to give her high, you know, shout-out here and high props.
0: And what website was it? Was this a website, or was it this... Was,
1: I think it was her her website. Okay. Um, and so... For type one, let's go through these types and see if they resonate for you, or um, if you can add something to them. Go ahead. Type one. The problem is, and um, put in a question: Do you give up too quickly if you cannot execute with consistent perfection? Well, realizing that setbacks are part of any change process, what do you do after the setback is ultimately, after the setback is ultimately the measure of a success? So the so the resolve or the resolution for the one is. Resolve to keep going, even when things get messy.
0: And you know, full disclosure: my wife is uh, she associates with the one. In Your the beautiful Enneagram. wife. Thank you yes. very much, and she's okay with me saying that um, because, uh, again, going back to Relevant Magazine, adding on what you are saying, um, they are lost without goals and checklists. Mm-hmm. And so what was my wife doing the other day? <laughs> she was actually creating a calendar and she was sending me like Google or iCloud links so that my calendar at work and what I do is linked to hers and what she's doing because for her, she feels empowered by having this checklist or this calendar Mm -hmm. that shows Mm -hmm. what she's going to cook what she's going to do during the day Mm -hmm. because you know she's a writer she's Mm -hmm. writing a book Mm -hmm. so she wants to be organized Mm -hmm. so you hit the nail on the head for a one
1: so interestingly she's a one where do we as fours go for health We go to one. We take the high side of one, the integrated side of one, which is very grounding and helpful and organized, well ordered, and we make progress and we get more balanced. The there's kind of an equanimity that comes from going to the one. Um, I find that it's funny you're saying that about the calendar. Um, I send my husband things all the time like that too for the calendar. He'll he'll he'll. uh, he develops the calendar. He keeps the calendar. But I send him things because I know I need to go there to a place to be organized, to be well-ordered, to not be scattered and all over the place. And it, it becomes a habit, which is which is good. Yeah.
0: And uh, goals can either be your best friends or they become your nemesis. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. Okay. Let's go to two. Let's go to two Israel. So type two, how often do you abandon your goals and dreams to focus on others? remember this mantra, pull down your mask before assisting others. So your resolution for two, if you're a two, is resolve to be a little selfish this year. Now that sounds strange, but a two really does need to pay a little bit more attention to themselves and what they need because they're constantly giving out. And the more they give out, the helper, the lover, the two is known as, the more they give out, the more people tend to expect them to, and then they have less time to do anything for themselves.
0: So set a goal, but often twos let them go in order to help others. And right. maybe in 2020, right? the the healthy thing for a two to do is to say, look, I have to at least finish this goal, and then I'll help others, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. And, and so there, therefore, it's it's almost like, Other-centric versus Mm self-centric, and what you're saying Mm -hmm. is for 2020, be a little bit more self-centric when it comes to your goals.
1: Exactly. When you take care of yourself, you have the strength and clarity needed to make good decisions about how you will support others. If you don't take care of yourself and you are run down, uh, as a two, you, you can easily go to that low side, that stress side of two, which is clingy and manipulative and feeling bad about relationships. So yeah, take some extra time.
0: for All self. Right. And And again, try to have strong feelings about your goals, because normally you would have strong feelings about others, not your goals. Right. So, you know, every once in a while, if you set your goal, have a little strong feeling about it. Exactly. And then that way that will help you through.
1: Exactly. Tap in. Okay. tap into your own goals I like tap it. into your own goals instead of constantly thinking about others it's so counterintuitive isn't it i mean we we're, we're taught I mean, virtue and values are think of others first do for others how many of our parents have raised us that way with good solid solid training that way yeah. to not be self-centered the two really needs to take a step back and take care of themselves
0: and maybe find a friend that will hold you accountable to your goals so that you don't drop your goals yeah right
1: yeah i like that idea israel really, yeah. i like that that's okay. a good one okay let's go on to three we're still in the heart triad here the two threes and fours and the threes we ask ourselves do new ways of doing things quickly feel cumbersome impractical and inefi- inefficient of course they do change takes time to become routine so the resolution for the three is resolve to be patient and take the long view
0: And interestingly enough, this article at Relevant Magazine says, do you set goals? The writer is Jill McCormick, by the way. And she says, of course. However, you can easily make your goals too small or avoid them altogether when they tap into what makes you come alive. Mm -hmm. So threes love the goals uh, because they are a good way to stay on track when there's so much to do, right? Right, to achieve them. But you hate them because then they feel like a taskmaster. That's task right. Taskmaster, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like they own you. You you let yourself be put on a leash by these goals because you must achieve. As a 3, you must, you've got to win. You and and the competitive spirit of the 3 is competitive with itself, not just others, you know? And so the benefits you wish to achieve will come over time. And realize that that's a good discipline. Remember, tell yourself, um, I resolve to look at the long game, take the long view and be patient. And sometimes, I mean, see, people will say, how do you, it's great to say be patient, but how, how do you become patient? You can't just say, oh, be patient. Well, you know what? I do think that a little bit of healthy self-talk is in order here uh, to speak to ourselves and say, self, you're going to wait on this. Yeah, it feels frustrating, but you're going to wait and you're going to keep that goal and you're going to keep walking towards it, even if it's little steps.
0: And right. so here's something that threes can do write an anti smart goal. An anti smart goal. Anti-smart. And smart? Yes. SMART stands for a non specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Mm. So make it more about the desired results mm. than about the specifics. I like that. So look at towards the end.
1: That's good. Yeah, when you first said smart goal, I, of course, thought of smart houses and smartphones, And I'm thinking, what does this have to do with tech? Uh, threes and tech. And, you know, okay. That's no, right. this is good. That's specific my head goes. Very Again,
0: non-specific, nonspecific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely.
1: Good, 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 good. Now, Israel Balderas, we get to the four.
0: The four. Our favorite subject. You and I are fours, individualist romantics.
1: That's right. And we are going to explore the four today in greater depth because we have each other as guests instead of a specific four. You're going to
0: put me on the hot seat? Yeah, because I
1: know you're going to put me on the hot seat too. But if we had a four guest right now, it'd be too much. Three fours in a room. For one hour? No, yeah. it's not going to work. So so let's talk about four goals, fours, goals, yeah. or resolutions.
0: So they can act, they, it's easy for them to dream them up. The hard part is to execute them.
1: Yeah, yeah, which, again, is why in health you need to go to one. You need to go to a place where I'm going to execute this, I'm going to do it, I'm going to accomplish this goal. So, I think about, you know, some people say to me, uh, I've had people say to me, uh, oh my gosh, I wish I could get my PhD too. I wish I could get into a program and do a dissertation. I don't know how I can do it. Or if they're in the program, I don't know how I can do it. How did you do it? You know what? As a four, I did it every single day. I looked at that document every single day. Even if I didn't spend two or three or four hours writing on it, even if it was a 15-minute look, I went every single day to my computer and looked at my literature, looked at my research, looked at what I was writing already, tweaked it tried to tweak it because it's step by step small steps you accomplish the goals and so for the four for me the four going to one that's that's a good example now and as far as resolutions with the four um sometimes we could ask the four do your efforts feel empty Mm -hmm. or meaningless uh, a goal is reached by taking a lot of small steps, the steps I was just talking about. Experiencing the significance and meaning of your efforts as a four comes over time, like the three. So the resolve is to celebrate forward motion and incremental improvement. Celebrate that. Mm. Don't pass it off as nothing. Well, that didn't mean much. I put eight hours into this, and I only got the house painted halfway. Celebrate that. Hey, got the house painted halfway. I've only got halfway to go, right?
0: Yeah. As writer Rachel Webster says, you know, goals are overarching. They are romantic visions of what should be. And so if you focus on what you were saying which is the achievable marks, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then over a long period of time, Mm -hmm. you will see tremendous results, right? So for me, you know, I'd love to read 100 books in 2020. Okay, finish one. There you go. Finish one, right? Don't look the whole piece, right? And then when you finish one, then go for two. That's right,
1: because there's nothing worse than looking at twenty books on your bookend, on your on your end table, ten on your uh, your side of the bed, ten on her side of the bed, or my, or my husband's side of the bed, and saying, "I'm I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it," and never really getting to any of them,
0: it's right? Like, not- uh, and that's why you can easily abandon your original goals uh, for new ones. When you've lost that momentum. So the idea is momentum. So mm-hmm. for me, for example, you know, going to the gym, I want to lose 20 pounds as well. It's a little bit at a time. That's it's right. Just, just go. That's right. Even when you're tired. That's right. Just go today. Can you do 30 minutes of biking? That's right. And then afterwards, you feel great. That's right. That's where I'm going. After our show today,
1: Israel, <laughs> I'm going to go do 30 minutes on the bike.
0: Yes. And uh, something that might help force, find a friend that that will help you to remind you of why you're doing it right so for me why am i doing it i want to lose weight because i want to be around for my kid when she's twenty yeah i want to be healthy yeah so a friend to remind me you got to go to gym not because you got to lose weight but you want to be healthy that's right. and i don't want to say how old i am but yeah i've been around for a while <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, find the why That's right. of what you're doing. That's right. And that might help force to achieve their goals. That's
1: right. Okay. I I'd like to play tennis again. I really would. I haven't played tennis in a few years and um it's Are you pretty good? Have um. you ever
0: thought about playing pickleball, by the way? You My wife what? and I are thinking about playing pickleball. You
1: know what? Our friends, John and Lou, were talking about pickleball the other day. Yeah. And so I'm seeing if the Big E is into it. And if so, I'm I'm going for it. But, like, the way they were describing it, I believe them that it's fun. But I like power tennis. <laughs> I like I really like power tennis. But I guess to be realistic and not float away in fantasy of being, like, uh, you know, 18 and getting my varsity letter again in tennis, I need to think about maybe pickleball, half the size of the court. That's you why know.
0: you're a 4'3", because you're competitive. <laughs> I, I, you are. I, I love can, it.
1: I compete with myself. So
0: maybe one of the goals that we can do for 2020 is pick up pickleball.
1: That would be fun. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, next January. I'm going to put
0: it on Jill's <laughs> calendar.
1: <laughs> I love it. That's Otherwise, nice. it won't happen. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Love our ones. <laughs> All right, fives. Fives are amazing to me. They're I shouldn't use the word amazing. Fives, I'm sure you are amazing. But to me, fives are um, so complex. And um, yet we both as fours have five wings. But fives, a solid five type ego type, is is, is has a tendency to isolate themselves and drill down so deeply in a subject that they uh, might l- love people, but really can only, only have so much energy for people. So the question... Because uh, they got to renew again and again. So, so the question we ask for the fives, uh, the five should ask himself or herself is: Do you choose goals that further isolate you from people? Hmm. Change is hard. You can learn a lot from asking others how they found success. So, the resolution would be: Resolve to reach out to colleagues and friends and family. Hmm. Resolve to reach out. Push yourself past your feelings. Yeah. Um,
0: because, you know, fives will feel amazing after they've achieved a goal, right? They will, they will feel great. And for them, it's the opposite of a four, which is when they look at setting smaller goals, right, and they stretch over a period of time, then they see that they're okay with little pieces achieved over a long mm-hmm. period of time. Mm-hmm. So for, mm-hmm. for the five, make sure that, you know, the goals are helpful, and that they are not tasks that have to be rigidly accomplished.
1: Right, right. Um, good. Okay, so let's go to six. Do you have anything more on five? or No, nope, that's to it.
0: You Go to, go to okay. the loyalist.
1: Ah, oh, six, the loyalist. I love my six. You said that your wife is a one. Well, I'll say it out loud. My husband is a six, and I love that man. So this is the question he needs to ask himself. And all you sixes who are listening, this makes a lot of sense. Does a fear of unforeseen consequences prevent you from trying something new if so flip it around what are the consequences of not doing things differently so resolve to trust the process resolve to trust the process and find out and i think that that would be hard for a six but doable yeah totally doable what do you think
0: well for for the loyalists right yeah they need the goals to keep moving forward, mm-hmm. right? But they tend to overanalyze the goal. So it becomes hard for them to set a goal. That is why, for example, your husband, he said, you know, for 2020, the goal is going to be just to play. And that encouraged me to like look at life and just play. And I love that because that is a great way for him as a six to move forward every day, yeah, right? Yeah, um, And so when the 4 when the 6 feel stress they tend to act like a 3 right the achiever so it means that the work becomes exhaustive and so therefore they won't really be able to feel good until the goal is set
1: right right the anxiety builds up the pressure from the inside builds up and then if you are a 6 you know you know there's much teaching out there among the experts, um, about the two types of six, the phobic six and the counterphobic six. And if you are a, a, a regular six, you know, that anxiety is going to come up and show up maybe in stomach aches or clammy hands or shaking or, uh, isolating yourself or frustration, right. And worry kind of picture like, a like a kind of, I'm sure it, you sixes sometimes feel like a little mouse in the corner shaking, like uh, I don't know quite what to do or nervous. The counterphobic six, which is my husband, it doesn't come out that way. It comes out more aggressively. It comes out a little bit in anger. Uh, that fear and anxiety is the same thing, but mm. it comes out a different a different way. So I, I like this idea of trusting the process. And, and the fact that you brought up what he said, that that his goal is to play. You know, as a four, married to him for over 30 years, six, we have some similar things, quite different uh, ideas and ways about ourselves, too, but some similar things. And one is very serious. Both of us have been very serious cookies our whole life, you know, in terms of not so much achievement for achievement's sake, but pressing through to do the things we think are important, the creative, uh, the creative endeavors, the, uh, the hospitality events, the, the relational and connection uh, of community, these things, all these things, raising children, these have all been very, very important, serious matters to us. And sometimes we forget to play. Mm. So um, that is, that is a very good uh, word for a six. And I think it's Well, it's good for me, too. I Again, I want to get back into tennis or or pickleball or or ballroom dancing or any of the things that we usually do for fun. I want to get more into that again.
0: And remember, Six, uh, the goal isn't just about achieving that goal, right? It's about taking that one day at a time. So it's not going to be 2020 is all about play. It's did you have fun today? Exactly. Did you have fun today? And give yourself grace, by the way. Uh, when you are taking that one step at a time. Because even when the sixes fear that something's going to go wrong, it's going to be okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think part of it is too, we can just um, reckon with the fact that, you know, things do go wrong. (laughs) And it's okay if it goes wrong. Mm -hmm. We don't want something to go wrong. We don't want plans to be thwarted. We don't want to be, you know, left with a flat tire and no spare. But things do go wrong and the best laid plans, right, what is that that phrase, the best laid plans of mice and men, you know, it, it get foiled. Yeah. Uh, and so reckoning with that ahead of time and just being fully present to the process is such a good thing. Okay, let's, let's move to seven, our fun number. Um, sevens need to remember that resolution you made last week. Mm-hmm. Um, has something more interesting already grabbed your attention? Hmm. So the resolution for the seven would be stop making excuses and stick with it until you've got it done. So kind of a get her done attitude.
0: And, and when you say stick with it, the interesting thing is that sevens will favor goals, but they won't call them goals. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, they're, they're, they'll they'll say, this is a value system that is guiding me, right? It's a desired outcome. So, you know, they can take or leave the goals, but uh, at least they're always, they know where they're heading. Right. Right. So at least it's, and that's what I love about sevens is, man, they keep their eye on that front part of the boat.
1: Right, right. But sometimes, you know, jump the boat to to swim, do a little deep sea dive, and then come up and put some snorkeling uh, gear on and go looking for fish. And then, you know, going to the next thing and the next thing and that next thing, which, again, makes a, a very adventurous, fun friend, but um, can kind of distract right that person from really getting, uh, really enjoying the thing at hand, you know?
0: Yeah. So for, for, so for the seven, keep those principles in mind. Right. 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 Uh, whether or not you set them as goals or labels, that's, that's up to you. But celebrate the small victories.
1: Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, so now we go to eight. Eight. Hmm. Not as easy as you thought it would be, eight, right? Change makes everyone feel a little vulnerable. We are learning a new way of doing things, eights. Resolve to ask for help. This is so hard for an 8 to do, Israel. Mm. To ask for help, to an 8 makes them feel vulnerable, like they are weak. Like, oh, I should be able to do this myself. I can't show any weakness. So I will muscle through this no matter what, even if I need help. Even if there are 10 friends around me willing to help. You know. So the re- resolution is resolve, resolve to ask for help.
0: And ask people who you trust oh yeah right because that's the big thing so be very careful who you allow i think boundaries are good for eight in this scenario uh because the eight uh you know they're going to love goals it provides a clear vision right um so therefore if you allow people to come in that will help you to to Mm -hmm. find that vision Mm -hmm. that you're looking for Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly exactly All right, so number nine, we're fully now around the Enneagram diagram, and if we get to nine, the nine will ask himself or herself, are you getting caught up in the planning and not executing? Hmm. Anticipating what you need to do successfully to develop a new habit or create a change is excellent, but is analysis paralysis setting in? Resolve to just do it. And that that is so important for the 9 because of all of the personality types of all the dominant ego types the 9 has the least amount of um regular energy right. to, uh, to do things to get up and move
0: they are asleep to their own desires right yeah.
1: and so what is the passion of the 9 it's the it's the sloth right um uh sometimes called lazy which is is huh. I want to say it's unfair because there's so many wonderful, wonderful nines I know who work so hard at getting everything done, and they do. But it's about energy. It's about having the energy to do it and then to setting about to do it and to finish it.
0: And maybe it's not laziness. Maybe what it is is they get distracted by what others are doing. Yeah. Right? So for the nine, momentum and follow through. Is, is what you need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Not so much the goal, but how are you going to follow through? Um, because, you know, nines are not big bands of goals. Um, as you mentioned, there's procrastination, right, and working right. towards those goals. Right. So what, what would you advise a nine to do?
1: Well, as you said before about the six and the seven, I think it, it, it would be helpful for a nine to have a buddy, to have a friend, someone that they really trust who could help nudge them and draw them forward into um, f- walking out you know, what's best for them, walking out their plans. So accountability. Yeah.
0: Accountability is key.
1: Yeah. I think that that's, I I also think um, it's important not to beat themselves up. I think for any of the numbers, um, when you get into the Enneagram, as opposed to the other personality typings like Myers-Briggs, et cetera, um, when you get into the Enneagram, it's, it's very easy to get down on yourself by looking at all the passions involved, the vices involved, the 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 ways that we uh, through the through the uh, lower side of our personalities, our coping systems, uh, kind of uh, disintegrate to uh, to stress. It's easy to get down on ourselves, but we have to remember that the enneagram is a tool to help us change and transform. It's not a a, a game in our living room to help us feel good about ourselves, but to help us know ourselves better and ourselves and, and, and know that part of ourselves that it, we're usually blind to. So I say like focus on, and, and I've, as a four, I've had to do this for, for decades, focus on the good, focus on those aspects of who you are and the growth instead of just those vices and passions and blind spots because seeing them, is a very important thing towards transformation, but to use them to beat ourselves up, not good. And I would hate to see a nine or any other ego type beat themselves up because, oh my goodness, now they're studying the enneagram and they see these things about themselves that are traits that they're stuck in or they've been stuck in. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: and they again, it's sometimes it's hard to hear these things. I remember the first time that I heard um, some of the unhealthy behaviors of fours and especially with my type and my subtype uh i was listening to a podcast with for ian cron and you know at that time i thought i was a four three uh with a subtype sexual Mm -hmm. and he told his guest the cruelest person of all the enneagram types is a four three sexual Mm -hmm. and i mean i was at my home this is still when i was separated And I just broke down in tears Mm because it was the first time that someone like that, you know, who didn't know me, but I was listening to this podcast, Mm -hmm. said, yeah, the reason you're separated is because you're cruel. Mm. And and so these things are hard to hear. Yeah. But I got to tell you, like a light bulb, I went out and I said, that's right. I own it. So that's good. um, So again, I I, I understand for nines, you know, to hear the idea of sloth. And procrastination. It's gotta be hard, lazy, yeah. all those things. But don't, don't, don't focus on the harshness. Okay. Just focus on 2020 can be the year that if I take a step and somebody holds me accountable, it's gonna be okay. So absolutely. Um, all right. So that was uh, by the way, if you want to read more of how the Enneagram type impacts how you set your goals for 2020, go to relevantmagazine.com. The author Jill McCormick, great article, and then for yours, where can they find yours?
1: Um Her name is Stephanie Ross. She's a relationship coach. I'm just sure right. just put that name in there, and uh, that should help in, in the internet there.
0: There you go. And uh, before we get to fours, you know, I love uh, Star Wars. Love, love, love Star Wars. Talk I'm a fan. It. I remember. Yeah. I remember when I was, uh, you know, nineteen in the 1970s when I was a kid and I went to see the first Star Wars film. And, you know, they've gotten, you know, beat up over the years because they're not staying true to what George Lucas wanted to do. But I ran across a great article, and I just want people to, if, if they love the Enneagram, uh, ScreenRant, ScreenRant.com, listed all the different characters from Star Wars and what possible Enneagram type they are. Now, Somebody brought this up because they were saying, wait a minute, one of the rules in Enneagram is that you're not supposed to type people. Mm -hmm. And in your first podcast, you were saying... You know, so and so historical figures or figures of modern day era, like presidents and, and actors. How could you be saying the what types they are? And of course, we got I'm, I had mentioned that the, that information came from the Enneagram Institute, mm-hmm. and it's the idea that well, they exhibit this kind of personality, right? right? And it matches up with the description of these types. Right. So it's not that we're saying they definitively right. are these Enneagram exactly. uh, types. But this would be sort of, if, if we had to yeah. uh, talk about the enneagram with yeah. these characters, this is what they would be. So the title of this uh, article is Star Wars, Enneagrams of Skywalker Saga Characters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, I, are you a fan of Star Wars? Well, you know that. You, you are? No.
1: No. What, I don't want to admit it because I'm going to get tomatoes thrown at my face.
0: You're not going to get tomatoes. <laughs> You're just you, 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 You've never gotten into it.
1: I like Mad Men and Lost and all of these great series over the The Walking last Dead? No, not The Walking Dead. Are you kidding? You like The Walking Dead? Yes,
0: I actually do. I'm, oh I'm going to admit goodness. to that. Okay, all right. go so, for it. Uh, and, and I will admit to this. You want to get tomatoes thrown at you. I love both Star Wars and Star Trek.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: That, by the way, will get you excluded oh from both goodness. camps. But I like this. So, I'm just going to briefly mention they had 12 characters. So, for example, Luke Skywalker who's the hero of this grand story. He's a one. Screen Rant has him as an Enneagram one because type ones have a fear of being morally deficient. They aspire to be good and perfect all the time for fear of being evil or corrupt. And by the way, that is sort of this theme throughout all these nine Star Wars movies that Luke Skywalker doesn't want to go to the dark side. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's Leia, Mm-hmm. Who, is the, who is the sister of Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and who is the mom of, uh, of the, the new evil guy yeah. on, in the new movie. And so uh, Screen Rant has what is she? Enneagram 8. 8. 8, a powerful Ooh, strong woman, woman, right? Fe- mm-hmm. uh, uh, fears being controlled or harmed by others. Which it makes sense because she was she didn't want to be controlled by Darth Vader, and so is Han Solo. Han Solo, the her love interest, also an Enneagram Eight, and then um, Obi Wan Kenobi. If you remember, he's an Enneagram Six, right? Six. Sixes are known for being reliable, committed, and mm-hmm. anxious. They constantly troubleshoot against potential future problems. That was Obi Wan, uh, and then the the hero of the new movie of the last few movies, Ray. Also an Enneagram 8. So a lot of the characters, female characters, of Star Wars are Enneagram 8. The and com- I like that. The commander. Yes. The powerful ones. Absolutely. Right. Love the, it. and then, Also known as the boss. The boss. And then Kylo Ren, which Kylo is the, the evil one in the last two or three mm-hmm. movies. Guess what Enneagram type he is.
1: Don't tell me. Yes. Uh, sexual 4.
0: He's a four. A four. He is a four. Kylo is the heir apparent to Lord Vader, right? Uh, The evil one. So it's no surprise to us that he shares the same Enneagram as Anakin, who was Darth Uh Vader. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kylo's emotions are always just below the surface, and it doesn't take much for them to bubble over. (laughs) So I think that's a great transition into talking about the Force.
1: I think it is, too. So by the way,
0: if you want to read more on that, go to ScreenRant.com. The headline by Tegan Hall is Star Wars Enneagrams of Skywalker Saga character. So, so please make me feel a little better because right now <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the evil one, like no. Kylo Ren.
1: No, you are not. It's Darth Vader, right? Yeah. yeah. An- were- Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Darth you-
0: Vader is the bad guy. And that's yeah. his, that's his, you know, that's his uncle.
1: I think it's fun to, to look at those kinds of things. Like, I could go through some of my favorite longtime series, like no, the, wait, sorry. the West not, Wing.
0: Not his uncle, his grandfather. His sorry. His grandfather. Yes, Kylo's grandfather is Darth Vader. I had to look at the family tree. <laughs> sorry about
1: that. Well, okay. So that's fun, Israel. Thank you for that. Um, let's explore the four. We told our listeners that we were going to do that, take the, the rest of our time together this week to talk about the four. So I'll start with this the average space of a person with a type 4 personality is that they are emotionally honest, creative, and personable, or not personable so much as very deep personally. But they can also be moody and self-conscious. The interesting thing about 4s is uh, if you are a 4, you know this. They are nonconformists, even to the point of being unorthodox. They're individuals who value originality to the max. Typically, on the low side, or I should say even in the average side, they have problems with melancholy, self-indulgence, and self-pity. Now, at their best, fours are inspired and highly creative. And they are able to renew themselves and transform their experience through empathetic, passionate, authentic creativity and Uh, vulnerability, that's at their best. But at their worst, they can be overly sensitive, self-pitying, emotionally self-destructive, and prone to envy. And I think that the prone to envy and all of the things at our worst, and I will say our because everyone knows we're fours, um, at our worst is... A season or a time or a moment in the day—it's not who that person is. One of the things I've been finding as I've been um, interacting more on these forums, these four forums, and talking with people who are are uh, of that ego type—is—is is we, we some people tend to see the number, the low side of the numbers. Well, that's who I am. That's just who I am, and kind of get stuck there.
0: Yeah, and you, the, you know, again, they got to remind themselves. You are not your number.
1: You're not your number. And um, the low side of the number, the overly sensitive, the overly melancholic, the depressive sometimes, that does not mean that every four lives there. That's just the tendency towards the low side. So I had someone tell me the other day, well, uh, you can't be a four if you're upbeat and positive and you smile a lot. And I thought, that's interesting. You know,
0: well, and was there a reason why that person said that?
1: Because they don't smile a lot, they're depressed a lot, and they can't imagine being anything else, and they attribute it to just just being a four. And uh, I don't think that's true. I think that that's the thing that we want to do here with any of us is we want to look at this and learn and grow together and help our listeners grow out of away from that reductionist view that like oh i'm just my number so i'm stuck here we can all get stuck and the fours get stuck a lot in that low side when you're stuck in the low side of your personality it's hard to get out you usually need some help you need a person who cares about you you need to read the truth you need to speak the truth you need to be told the truth about yourself that you're not always depressive negative or overly sensitive but what about the other times when that sensitivity and that creativity and that self-knowledge produces beautiful relationships of caring with someone else produces works of art produces music produces a creative way of living creative kitchen you know what about that
0: Henry Nouwen mm. has, um, has this quote on his Twitter feed, and he says, you know, here are the five lies that we buy, right? These are the five lies of identity. Number one, I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what other people say or think of me. I am nothing more than my worst moment, and I am nothing less than my best moment. Mm. And as a four, I really can relate to this because yeah. uh, I remember the first time somebody told me this because of what you were saying, which is it's obvious, you know, we're the romantics emotion. We wear emotions on our sleeves. But I think during the low periods of my life, the last few years and how the Enneagram types helped me was to really work through those low emotions because mm-hmm. it's okay, mm-hmm. right? Uh, anger is, is, is not a bad emotion. It's one of our primary emotions, fear. Um, and, and I think to, to say, it's okay that I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember taking my daughter, you know, back to my wife, you know, cause I, I had her every other weekend mm-hmm. and I remember, you know, going home and crying and then I would tell my daughter, who, you know, she's very young. I would tell her, you know, I miss you. I, you know, after I drop you off, I, uh, I I cry. I go home and I cry. Mm. And somebody said to me, gosh, do you think that's a good thing that you tell your daughter that you're crying? And I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to keep these emotions inside. And, this is, and I'm not releasing them so that I can make her feel bad. I am releasing them so that I can understand these emotions are part of my life circumstances. And it's okay. It's okay for me to share these emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, So to that person who thinks, wow, a four is nothing more than their lowest emotions, I don't think that person understands, no, 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 listen. There's a way for us to be okay with the low emotions and be okay with the high emotions it's working through them, right? Mm, it, it's it's working through them. Oh,
1: you are absolutely right. And I'm so thankful that you can share that openly and that you will share that openly with our listeners. Um, it gets to the core of something that I have believed and practiced and teach for a very long time. And it may seem like it oversimplifies things, but I call it honesty times three or honesty X three. Um, we, If we want to grow at all, If we want to transform, we have to be honest in at least three ways, and that is honest with ourselves about ourselves, honest with at least one other about ourselves, and honesty with God about ourselves. When we bring this honesty, how we really feel, what we're really thinking, out from hiding, that's where we really can be on the path to growing as a person and having healthier relationships, healthier relationships with ourselves, not feeling self-alienated anymore, healthier relationships with our spouse and our friends, our parents, our families, our children, and healthier relationship with our creator. You know, and so honesty times 3. It's it's a it's a shortcut way of saying it, but I think it's just so important. Um, the death or the tragedy or the the pain of not being honest and shoving it down and hiding ourselves behind our masks is something that just it will kill us it will kill our relationships and so um the four the four has the opportunity to do just what you did to say hey I see this now and I guess I didn't see it before I've been hiding it Uh, not even thinking about it. I see it now. So what can we do with that to move on and do better and be healthier?
0: Yeah. And I think for me, when I, when I, when I really discovered that I was a four, it was through the emotion of envy because right away when somebody said, you know, fours, people who identify with fours, that's the thing that, that, you know, envy is a reminder that, Others seem to enjoy the happiness that fours are denied.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And part of why um, I think I associate with a four is because of my own story of being abandoned mm-hmm. by my father, that my father didn't want to have a relationship with me, that I always wondered why you know he doesn't want to be around me, whether I was five, six, or seven. And then he had a second family and it was his family was more important than me. And so that envy, you begin to wonder why others Mm -hmm. are doing so great. Mm -hmm. And I've struggled with that. Mm -hmm. I really, I really have. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I went to a law school because I'm a lawyer and I went to a law school and I went to a law school that was in Washington, DC. I went to Columbus school of law, the Catholic university of America, Columbus school of law. And so it's, It's in Washington, D.C. So you can understand that everybody that goes there, they're high achievers. You know, everybody's either a one or an eight. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have friends that have been so successful that graduated with me. Right. One is about to become a federal judge. One is a commissioner. At the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, one is running for Congress, one is uh, assistant general counsel Mm -hmm. at Nike, Mm -hmm. Um, one is an amazing criminal uh, defense attorney in New York City. And so one of my struggles has been to not feel so down about what is missing about me that they went on to do great things, but I didn't. <laughs> with my law degree with my yeah. with being a lawyer right right because I chose a different path right now I chose a different path as a broadcast journalist number one because when it got hard to get a job as a lawyer for whatever reason I mean I got the grades I did what I was supposed to do, but for some reason I couldn't and there were times when I thought, well was it because I'm Latino mm. is it you know it was it was the dark thoughts mm-hmm But I know for a fact that if I had been an attorney, I would have gotten divorced because it was at a time when my marriage wasn't doing that great. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if I'd gotten divorced, I wouldn't have my daughter. Mm -hmm. So broadcast journalism and now teaching, it's it's not that world of Washington, D.C. or corporate America or New York City. And so for me, what I've had to do is to step back. And when I start hearing that little voice, that envious voice, mm-hmm. that could be you. Mm-hmm. You could have done that. You could have mm-hmm. done that. Mm-hmm. I have to step back and say, no, that's that's not, that's not what life is about. That's right. Because I have an amazing marriage. That's right. I have an amazing daughter. That's right. Um, through my work here, I have an amazing friendship with you. And so... You know, that's the hardest thing. The hardest thing for me as a four is to really struggle with envy. I know why I have this little voice that says, you're missing something. Mm-hmm. That's my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other stuff, I have to constantly go, just, mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay that I'm that mm-hmm. I'm not there working on Capitol mm-hmm. Hill. It's okay mm-hmm. that I'm not mm-hmm. at the network level. Um, mm-hmm. And I've learned to enjoy the here, the now, and the wind blowing outside Mm -hmm. at 8 a.m. of my house does that Mm -hmm. make sense
1: oh it makes so much sense it's it makes so much sense it makes sense uh in terms of the enneagram too like like the the twos and threes and fours compare they compare themselves and we force it's we compare ourselves that's where that envy comes in but you just gave us such a beautiful example of what happens when we allow that sensitivity and that vulnerability, um, that is, is, is so easily, uh, we can choose to hide it, hide it. But when we don't hide it and let it come out, how much healthier our life is, how much we can help others with it, how much the expression of it gives life and, um, and beauty and strength. To people all around us. And I, I do that too, Israel. I mean, I, I, I have to do that self-talk. Really, what you're talking about is saying to yourself, no, I chose this. This is what I really want. This is what I chose because this is more important than making it in Washington D.C. or some other and thank God you didn't I mean thank God you I'm sure your students are thanking God too that you didn't choose that because uh, they get to know you and they get to benefit from your knowledge and and how you point them in the direction of growth and in their professions and their whole their whole um, their whole development and formation but I, I get it. I mean, I totally get it. I think that um, when you deal as a four, we, we deal as fours in in the in a climate or an atmosphere of shame.
0: Yeah,
1: It's not that fear and anger aren't a part of the four ego type, but shame kind of can hang on our heads as a shroud, as a mantle. It's like you have to come out from under the shame uh, because the shame Shame causes us to just uh, walk in ways that are not healthy and that are destructive to our life, and help and that kind of give us that push to fall into the abyss that we're looking at.
0: Right, and then that shame leads to unworthiness. Oh yeah, or feeling. I should say. I should let me let me take that back. Feeling unworthy, right? Uh, that somehow I don't measure up. Right, uh, and it's almost like um, when I've been unhealthy. It's almost like I wear my resume on my forehead. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to like I want to like give everybody a 30-second <laughs> elevator pitch, a pitch yeah. as to why I am worthy. Exactly. And at some point I've tried to to stop doing that because yeah. I understand again, I, that's not a healthy thing.
1: No, but it's hard to break I do it too. It's like, oh, I wrote this, and I had this byline. And did
0: you know I wrote this? You know, uh, we, and we're in an environment where you have to, right? Right. Your resumes in academia, uh, in the academy, are like five pages long because you've got to be like, I did this, and I did this, and I right. did this, and and you fight against it you because really you know how many times can I say, you know what I did? I spent an hour with a kid who just broke up with her boyfriend, and she feels like the world is over. And I'm trying to convince this kid who is talented that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You can't put that on a resume. No. But no matter how ordinary of a life that is, right? that is important to that kid right. at that time. Right, And that's when I go home and I go, mm-hmm. it's okay to have an ordinary life.
1: It is. it is there's, Because there
0: are extraordinary moments.
1: Exactly. There's majesty in the ordinary. There's wonder. I feel the same way when I go to bed at night and I put my head on the pillow and there's sometimes just a smile on my face for this very ordinary life. It's, it's purposeful. And, uh, I think that's something that gets missed a lot in, uh, the life of, uh, like, let's say the threes on the unhealthy spectrum of wanting to achieve, 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 or for any of us, any of the numbers, we are living in a three country. We are living in a country where the value is to achieve and succeed and do more and more and more. And so, becoming healthier and uh it it just it it takes a lot of effort to say to ourselves and to live it no i don't need to promote myself i don't need to go beyond where i'm going i need to do the best job in what what i'm doing right at this moment hey how are we doing on time because i've got some uh you know some questions from people on the forum take it you sure yeah go for it there were a couple really interesting questions do it do it like we had some people who are are of the uh, ego for that said can you talk about obsession or the fantasy world we create and ways to overcome the distraction of it i get so irritated with myself when i go down that rabbit hole
0: it's almost Do- like a black hole
1: can you relate to that to this yeah. to this idea sure. of the fantasy world
0: Just, you know that the, the people think you know and and the, you know the fantasy world becomes something that you want to live out because it's better right uh, because certainly they don't want to experience depression. Mm-hmm. Depression leads to that rabbit hole, uh, right? And you you start feeling helpless. You you are inactive. You feel like there's no way out, and and so certainly you know when I was you know separated from my wife, this idea of the fantasy world mm-hmm. of like, well I'm going to find a you know a, a better marriage or next time I'm going to have a better uh, spouse, and you man that's you've got to be careful with that because again you're going to the fantasy world because you don't like the ordinary life and yet there are extraordinary moments absolutely and so to that person i would say you know focus focus on the today that's right you know th- the idea that i was able to wake up that already in and of itself is a miracle
1: yeah yeah absolutely good 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 um, okay I had another um, comment question please talk with a self president four and what's with all these fours telling others they aren't fours who cares <laughs> so we had someone who was a little frustrated or annoyed there um, this person is a self-preservation four. We haven't really gotten a chance to talk yet on the Anyabuzz about subtypes or also known as instinctual variants. Mm-hmm. But um, the self-preservation four, the social four, and the sexual four or one-to-one four are different types of
0: four. Sub- different subtypes. Yeah. Right?
1: Again, there some people will call them subtypes. Some people call them instinctual variants. And a little confusion gets in um, because of the different, um, the different authors who expressed that a different way. So let me just say quickly, even though we can't really have a whole podcast on this today, we're quickly running out of time here, um, but self-preservation is an instinct that any number can have. Any number. They're like animal instincts, you know. What is the instinct of the self-preservation subtype? That is uh, concerning itself with things like, um, is there enough food? Is there a roof over my head? Is there enough money in the bank? Uh, are my clothes okay? Uh, it's not a selfish thing when you say self pres, self-preservation, president self but it's like being concerned about those very human things um, that we need to live. And, you know, if you are a self-pres four, you are going to uh, be more concerned with those things and those kinds of relationships than you were, let's say, if you were a social um, a social four. Social four does not mean that you like relationships more or you like people better or you're more into connection. All fours are into connection. Fours are very relational types the fours the twos the sixes right but the social instinct that when it's dominant in the four means that like you're the kind of person that was more comfortable going with the herd or, or being in a group um belonging to a group is so much more important to you if you're there at a party uh rather than if you've eaten in eight hours <laughs> you know right. um the sexual, which some people don't like to call it, the sexual one, because of course it can be a misnomer, thinking it's all about reproduction or about lust or about sex in general. No, it's also called the one-to-one or that Cause person. Because it's intense. It's, it's very about intense. That's just. What and I tried say. to
0: explain that to somebody at church the other day, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a four or five sexual," and it was. like... <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, what is if And you people think? were
0: like, what? Right. You can't say that word in church. Right. And I was trying to explain to it, it's not, the, it's not, no. s- you use the sexual because sexuality is so intense. Yeah. It's, it's so instinctive. Exactly. But that's why it's one-on-one, right? It's, it's
1: one-on-one. I tend to call it, just for that same reason of, of like not wanting to weird people out or, or give the wrong impression, I call it the SX, the SP, the SO, you and, know?
0: And the best way that I describe it is if you are a self press. You go to a party. The first thing you want to know is where's the food, right? If you're a social, you're going from group to group because you got to say hi to everybody. Where are my people? And if you are SX sexual one-on-one, you love, love, love to have a conversation in the corner of the room with somebody, and it's an intense conversation. That's, that's right. it. That's, that's right. That's as simple as, as you right. can make it.
1: Eyeball to eyeball. Right. And so this sexual, this uh, the the SX for tends to be a more dominant. Of the type fours, um, m- as you said, much more intense, uh, much more interested in being productive, and getting getting a lot of amassing their work and get, getting a lot of it, and very competitive. So not all fours are terribly competitive. The the SX four is competitive. So this person on the forum wanted us to talk about self pres fours. Um, one of the reasons why uh, I could understand that frustration is because that that type of four, the the SP, is known as the counter type. Every type has a counter type, not just the sixes with the counterphobic and the phobic, but every type has one that kind of is just a little different, not quite as intense, not so, so the SP4 is not quite as dark or melancholic, hmm. as the typical four would be, if there is a typical four, right? Not quite as um, prone to depression, not quite as intense about creativity, creative, sensitive, et cetera, but just kind of a step or two back. Um, and so I think that some that sometimes when people are fours together talking about this, they'll point the finger at the SP4 and say, you're not really a four, You look more like a a seven. You're all upbeat and smiley and always bringing the positive to it. Or you're you're more laid back like a nine, always bringing the peacemaker aspect of it. No, that SP4 is a four Hmm. because it's about motivations. It's not about the behavior.
0: And this is the way Helen Palmer, in her book, The Enneagram in Love and Work, this is how she puts this idea of the subtypes when it comes to, for example, the self-survival, right? She describes it as reckless, right? That life on the edge is attractive when you feel the sadness of your condition. So mm-hmm. it's almost wedged between hope and despair. Why not? Why not throw caution to the wind? To the wind, right? And I can get- <laughs> uh, Whereas the the SX or the one-on-one relationship, uh, envy activates that one-on-one relationship through mm-hmm. competition. Mm-hmm. And so competitive fours, they want that special attention from special people, the unique, the exquisite, and especially the very talented people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so that's when, for example, uh, that's how I knew I was a one one because, yeah, absolutely, I, I want to go find the person who's doing some amazing things, and then I want to tell them about the things that I'm doing, mm-hmm. right? Not mm-hmm. because I want to be a, com- a competitor to this person, but because I want this person to... See right. oh, we're both special. That's right. And that's, again, that's, uh, I don't want fours listening to this to say, are you disregarding my feelings? No, 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 no. Listen, I don't think the Enneagram, like some of the ways you've de- been describing these conversations on the forum, I don't want to use the Enneagram to beat up on people. No. I think our goal here is, because there's so many out there, books and podcasts, for us, just the two of us, because we because the enneagram has helped us so much, we want to help people, right? right. And so our my point here is not to say what a horrible person you are if you are a one to one or if you are um, self press. Uh, I'm not calling you reckless. What I'm saying is that, and I think what Helen Palmer is trying to say mm-hmm. is recognize. You know what I mean? Does that make sense?
1: It totally makes sense. It totally makes sense to me. And you know, we're all sojourners. We're all pilgrims on the way. I love
0: when you say that, sojourners. Because we are. We are. (laughs) We we really are.
1: We are. And if we can help each other walk shoulder to shoulder, keep from isolating. I mean, sometimes I think the difference between the introvert and the extrovert makes a huge difference in a four as well. A lot of fours say this. This is what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. Fours on the Enneagram are introverts. Then they go to the uh, Myers Briggs and say they are the INFPs, and well, that's not true. I mean, I'm an ENFP. I'm more of an extrovert, and yeah. and so are you. But aren't there moments of needing to 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 reflect and draw back from people and recharge? Okay, uh, we all have that. Some people are more aware of it than others. Um, and so as you say, Israel, so well, um, we, we are not here to judge others, to tell someone who's a four and who's not just, you know, identifying the ego type of four. If, if you know that you're a four or you sense that you might be a four, um, pursue that for a while, Mm -hmm. take a few months to do some self observation, to do some reflection, um, you said you knew you were a four at that special moment, All right? Um, uh, thinking about your dad and your, your upbringing. I, I knew I was a four. I, I was typed as a seven and a four and a two first and something just didn't set right. Uh, someone, I think it was Ian Cron said, uh, sevens are Peter pans and, or, or maybe it was Suzanne Stabile, some of these, uh, really popular, uh, authors and, and speakers. I thought, maybe maybe I'm not a 7 because I'm totally not a Peter Pan I was listening to a song minding my own business on my way to to work here and um, it involved um, a man who was from um, Nashville who was singing a song about a love that he lost and he wished he had told her he was sorry and he wished he had said let me make it right and um, that uh, my eyes filled with tears. Mm. And I, you know, I'm starting to wipe away the tears as I'm driving, hoping that my, you know, my uh, eye makeup is not draining down my face. And I start really crying and saying, what is going on with me? Why is this bothering me so much? Why am I crying? And I started looking at that and realized that there was this whole part of my life from when I was younger. Uh, my childhood sweetheart left me. He cheated on me and he left me and and really left me alone and devastated. And I never really, I mean, I moved on from that a long time ago and forgave that and what what, what not. But I never really dealt with the pain of those feelings and the shame I felt of, oh my goodness, like I couldn't keep a man. I couldn't keep him. There was something wrong with me. Mm. And as I started looking at that, I started realizing that, My motivations and the reasons I do things in life are much more toward the four than they are really anything else. And so we can't, we have to be careful when someone starts sharing about why they think they're a four or a seven or a two or a nine to be helpful, but mostly be listening because they really have to figure it out themselves.
0: Yeah. Um, That's really good. Uh, And just what you're saying, it's, it's, I'm thinking about different things. I'm thinking about, envy and how it masks uh, for a yearning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, Helen puts it as a kid being pressed to a window looking mm. for something in the horizon.
1: Mm. You know, the the opposite of envy, um, if we want to grow and move from that passion, that vice of envy of constantly comparing, is we've got to move toward contentment mm. and and balance in all things. And that will help us move away from always comparing ourselves um or looking like a kid uh, looking into a candy shop with their nose pressed against the window why can't i have one or you know that will help us that will help us the contentment uh being grateful for what we do have being present in the moment
0: yeah opportunities now that's right not in the future that's right all right well fun with fours.
1: (laughs) fun with 4s we've been exploring the four today um, Israel Balderas, I'm so happy to be your co-host and glad to have been with you in this hour. We love you listeners and hope that you will um, just comment, follow, listen, and share.
0: And, absolute, and if you have any questions more for Fours, what's the forum they can go to?
1: Uh, well, one is called Forum for Fours uh, on Facebook, the Four Forum, I guess. They can go there. They can uh, leave a comment on our website. Um,
0: Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget, you can go to our website. We have a website, by the way. That's right. Enneagram. No. (laughs) Enneabuzz.com. Enneabuzz.com. We are on iTunes. We are on Instagram. That's right. Enneabuzz. Look us up. Follow us. Leave us a comment. Yes. Uh, It's a new year. Listen. Um, We we hope the best for all of you, whether you're a one, whether you're an eight or a nine. And we're going to talk about this throughout the year. So keep tuning in. Thank you. And speaking of being gracious, thank you for your friendship. I mean it. Thank you for everything you've done. And thank you, the listener, for giving us your time because I know there's so much out there. So we really appreciate it.
1: Thank you and God bless. Bye now.